Hello everyone, and welcome to the Quick Connect Podcast, the show that is about giving you the best insights and advice on leadership and leadership development. Now, let's jump right into today's episode. In a world where there are too many podcasts, only one person can bring balance to the chaos. It's time for the Quick Connect Podcast. Please welcome your host, the Senior Vice President of Services, Tim Rogers. Welcome back to Quick Connect Podcast. Thank you for joining. I'm glad to see you again, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. First off, though, I want to say that if you're getting your con, wherever you're getting your content, please feel free to subscribe. And if you really like what we're talking about when it comes to leadership and leadership development, please tell a friend. We enjoy having you and we enjoy putting the show together. So before I introduce our, our first guest or our next guest on the on the next podcast, Mr. Tim here, we I want to talk about where we're at. So to understand where we're going, we need to know where we've been. And so we started this process two episodes ago, and we were really talking about the five dysfunctions of a team. And we got started with trust and vulnerability. Is there anything more important? I think the answer is no. You have to have trust and vulnerability. It's truly the foundation of a team. You start there, you have trust, you have to be vulnerable to get there. Once that gets going, you got to have conversation, you got to have debate, you got to have healthy conflict, we, we called it, right? So you have conversation, you have healthy conflict, and that's how you get to commitment. And when everybody in the team has, has gets through that conflict, which it can be a good thing, and you get to commitment, you're definitely on your path. And now we're to our third episode of this series. And now we're going to talk about accountability and results. And without accountability, do you truly get potential when you look at the results? So now I want to go ahead and formally introduce our guest, Mr. Tim Nicholson. It's not very often do you get to have a CEO on your set and get to have a candid conversation. And very rare do you get to have it with your own uh, direct leader, if you will. So see, Tim is the president and CEO of SCI Direct and has been for over 10 years. You've held executive positions for probably over 25 years. So we've got a lot of insight today from a guy who's kind of been around the block when it comes to accountability results. So thanks for coming to the show, Tim. It's a pleasure to be here with you today, Tim. Right. Thanks, thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. So we talked a little bit about where we've been, and we'll talk a little bit about where we're going here. And now it's time for Quote of the Day. Here is a little wisdom, knowledge, and enlightenment to take with you. It's time for the Quick Connect Quote of the Day. Typically on on Quick Connect, we have a quote, and it goes like this. Responsibility equals accountability equals ownership. And a sense of ownership is the most powerful weapon a team or an organization can have. And that's by the great basketball coach, Pat Summitt. What do you think of when you hear that quote? Well, I think if you don't have the foundation of a great team with good leadership, clear objectives, and a path to get there, you can't achieve what you're looking to do. Yeah, I completely agree. The ownership piece is huge. I think that the, what an individual does individually, if that's the focus, that's the challenge. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but how it contributes to the team is really a big piece of it. So setting those clear goals. Yes, you have to have clear goals. I mean, somebody has to create the vision of where you're going. You have to line up the tools and the team that you're going to need to achieve those things. And then at that point, you build your game plan, and everybody has to be accountable. You have to be accountable to the plan and what everybody's agreed to do. Yeah. 100% agree. Let's talk a little bit about that. Improved performance, increased employee commitment to the work, and a higher morale really feeds into that accountability mm-hmm. piece, right? And let's talk about accountability because that can have a negative overtone. When somebody says, I'm going to hold somebody accountable, that could really be perceived as they've done something wrong, right? Or it's been a negative situation. 
really accountability is the opposite in my mind. As a leader and a leader of many, how do you feel the word accountability works into what you do on a daily basis? Well, I think, you know, you'd never achieve your goals or plans or operational perspectives if you didn't have accountability from the team to achieve what their particular mission is. No different than an athletic team. Everybody has a role to play, and you have to be accountable to that role. If it's football, it's one-on-one -on -one game. If it's basketball, it can be defensive play different ways. But in the end, everybody has to be accountable to the game plan and execute their portion of that plan. You know, it's funny you say that about athletics because two of the most successful coaches ever, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, constantly say, do your job. As part of the process, do your job, and you're accountable for your work within that job. I, I think it's pretty important when you look at the individual job duty and how it affects the team. Well, and I think it's it's interesting because the focus has to be on your job, and so many times you become focused on others' work and what their accountability is, and you should be more focused on your own. Let the leader develop the other side of it. You focus on what you're accountable. Not that you can't have a good conversation, you can't challenge each other on the team, but at the same time, if you do your job, and you lay out what you're supposed to do, generally works. It kind of goes back to that you could challenge, which is the healthy conflict. 100%. To get commitment from the group to then get to the accountability piece. So let me ask you this. What are some of the methods that a leader can use to constructively approach accountability within their team? What are some of those methods? Well, I think, you know, everybody having a clear understanding what the plan or the mission is. I think having individual conversations as a leader with those team members to make sure they are on board and they understand clearly what it is. So I don't think you can ever over-communicate enough. Um, I think getting that communication, having that really powerful conversation with that individual, and getting them on board, getting them excited, and keep the process moving. Is that more of a one-on-one -on -one situation? Is it more group when it comes to those accountability, accountability conversations or kind of depending on the situation? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I think, you know, overall you want to have the team clear and everybody understand the roles of the team. But at the same time, when things go awry or not going in the right direction, you know, you need to get with that person that's leading that part of the project and make sure they're, they're clear. And make sure that you've stated your goals and objectives clear to them. I think that's a big piece of it. So many times I think the leader... From a development standpoint, and I think that's where the time and experience comes into play, sometimes the leader early on in their leadership career doesn't necessarily get the goal in a clear way. They kind of adapt the goal to who they're talking to or kind of make little soft spots for them versus having that direct conversation, which which adds accountability. I, I think accountability to a, is an interesting piece because it sounds a little negative. you got to be accountable for it. But you also got to have the guts to kind of have the conversation. And not all leaders do that well. And I think that's part of our development as leaders is to, be, is to get good at having that conversation where you're not pushing anybody down, but you're raising them up because you're holding them accountable. Oh, I think everybody wants to be accountable. They want to do a good job. Yeah. And so you have to bring them along. You have to coach them through it. And sometimes people get off and as uh, a friend of ours, John Brooks, uses every while, over the rails. Right. But I think, you know, setting up the rails properly for people to have room to move to achieve that accountability at their pace is how you want to lay it out. Excellent. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. And that leads to the next point, right? Better results. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about those results. As leaders, it's vital to encourage the collective process of a team over individual. I call that mission focus versus self-focus, right? Because the individual, if it takes too far to the individual side, the team can suffer. Right, so we want to stay on point for mission focus versus self-focus. 
And also, think it comes back to what you said earlier. That's by setting goals as a team, mm-hmm. having all the key stakeholders in the room, and having a conversation, and setting clear and 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 uh, descriptive goals really helps us get down the path. How do you motivate employees to focus on the collective success over the pursuit of individual goals? Well, I think you know you got to have the right players on the team that feel they want to accept that mission, they want to be challenged, and you know. You, you as a leader have to set the goals where they are attainable, but maybe that's a push or maybe certain things have to happen to achieve those goals. But, you know, people are motivated by different things. So right. it's fine in their individual motivations as well. Some people, it could be just the rewards, the pat on the back, seeing the results as a team. Some people, it's a financial reward. That's what drives them. So it's a little bit of everything. So it's really knowing your team and what motivates them and how to keep them on on track. Which is interesting because you're obviously an executive level, but even in the orientation that we do, we talk about finding out who your team is, finding out what each person's about and what motivates them. We talk about internal and external motivators. So really it's no matter where you're at in the leadership development process, you're still applying a lot of those same techniques and same methods, right? Because at the end of the day, you need response. You need people to come together and respond together. And that is true. You, you got to find out what motivates them right. and, and try to and, and, you know, individual performance versus team performance. It's it's a balancing act between all of it. Because you need all of it. Absolutely. You do need all of it. Absolutely. But I would go back mission focus versus individual focus. I think you get more done when it's a mission focus collectively as a team. So let's go to that next question. What is your approach to maintaining acceptable results within the team? Well, I think clear expectations. I think sometimes you have to reset when things aren't going the way. It's time to break it down. Why aren't we achieving what we thought we could achieve? Uh, there's always different things that pop up that you have to adjust to. That's just how it is. It's in life. It's in business. It's right. in our family life. So, right. you know, we're always making adjustments for different reasons. And I think good leadership is always observing where we're at in the process so that you're making adjustments. And as you lead your own individual teams, you have to adjust as you go as well. Right. You can adjust the goals and, and the attitude, all of it. You ever been in a situation where you got to the end of the year and you just flat out missed, where it just wasn't a good one? Yeah. How did January look? How, how, what did that conversation look like? like? You know, it's, I've always tried to say, hey, let's learn what we've done in the past and learn by our mistakes or our successes, and you got to move forward. Um, I think it's rarely that you're going to come to the end of December and realize, hey, I'm going to miss my goals. You you know where you're at along the process throughout the year. and. You have good months, you have bad months, but the goal would be to obtain that over a period of time and have good breakdown of those goals so that they're achievable. And sometimes things are out of your control or don't happen or things don't come together and you fail. But I think the, the key is, you know, did everybody do what they were supposed to do on the team? Was everybody accountable? And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but if you did the best, you know, you got to let the chip right. fall where they are. Yeah, they go where they go, right? So, so let's go back in time a little bit because hopefully it's not this year, right? Let's yeah. go back in time a little bit and ask you this question. Have you ever inherited, say, a low-performing team? Not just a bad year, but where you've inherited a low-performing team. How did you turn them into a high-performing team? Well, I think it's understanding commitment. It's understanding the goals. It's setting a clear vision for that team to see if you can get them engaged. Sometimes you can't get people engaged, and it's time you have to move on and find different players for the team. But I think it's setting clear, realistic goals, get everybody to buy into those goals. And, you know, sometimes you have to start slow because you got to build momentum. Some people haven't been around a lot of success in different roles, and it's a different feeling. And you got to push them and get them there and move it along. I think that when that 
process takes place in its own time because it doesn't happen overnight. And I think for a lot of our leaders out there that are listening that are newer in their leadership role are saying, my gosh, how do I get this team moving? It's patience, it's perseverance, it's tough conversations and accountability, right? You, which you mentioned all those things, but it's also about saying, you know what? We can do well individually, but we always have a better chance of any potential as a team. So how do I get everybody on board? Right. Well, I think the challenge too is making sure you got right people on board. Yeah, you know, because you might have expectation of someone where you need a unique skill set, and you think they have it, but they don't have it. And so identifying that, but I think working with people to try to get them better at their particular roles, how they can respond quicker, how they think through the process, those are key things that you build yourself a great team over time. Right. Do you think there's a specific thing you look for as the leader to say, you know what, this is when we gelled or this is how we're going to gel? Is there a time frame you think, or maybe something that happens specifically? I don't know if there's a particular time because it can happen faster than others, but it's really, you know, the commitment from the team and the members of the team to achieve that. It's building trust on that team. It's all the things that, you know, he talks about in the book on the five pieces, but it takes time. You got to get through the conflict. You got to build trust. You have to build credibility. Right. And all those things, as they come together, the team becomes a better performer along the way. And I think it's interesting you went right back to trust. You got, you got to build the trust, right. right? And that foundation is built on being vulnerable, which is just kind of owning what you do, right, and being accountable for it, but also that piece of trust. I think that really drives it down the path because I think that's where you really see potential. And I think, for again, for all those leaders out there that are in this role for the first time or you could have 10 or 15 years' experience, if especially if it's a new team, you've got to build trust or if you've added a new person to the team. Right. You know, I remember when I came to this team, everybody, I, nobody knows me. Right. It takes time to build that trust and it takes some action steps. Right. To really get engaged with others, some collaboration to say, you know, I can trust this person is going to take the next step. Again, back to the athletics. Yeah. Right. If you're not sure that blocker is going to hit the block, you're, you're going to take some punishment. Right. So there's got to be faith and trust in the scheme and who's doing what job. And I think that's really important as a leader. And again, it comes back to do your job in the process. Yep, being accountable. Being accountable. And I think that's such a valuable lesson for all of our young leaders or newer leaders uh, going into position. Because one of the things I, when I read the book and I think about it, I thought, who's teaching our younger leaders this? Not younger by age, but by experience. When somebody gets into a leadership role, are they getting access to this type of information? Do they have a leader that is walking them down the path right. on the importance of trust and accountability and commitment? And so that really brings the results. So that's a great conversation, Tim. Any other insight that you'd like to offer our listeners that says, hey, if you've got a pathway, if you're looking at leadership and you want to grow within leadership, kind of based on the five fundamentals, but you don't have to go there, what would you tell that group? I think, you know, overall you have to look at what is your motivation itself in leadership roles? What do you want to achieve? You have to be honest with what your capabilities are. Some people are kind of natural-born leaders. Some people have to work hard at being a leader. And so, um, you know, the great objective is, do you have the skill set over time to be able to drive to those positions? But there's different levels of leadership. You may run a business unit. You might run a big company. You might run as a manager, a very strong manager. So there's different levels of leadership and how you want to portray it. You might have two employees. You might have 300 employees. So it comes down to what you really want to achieve in the end. And you just keep building yourself up along the way and you'll have success. You have failure. You just keep going. You know, that's, that's what leaders do. You just keep going. You just keep going. Yeah. Patience, perseverance, being willing to get up if you fail Yeah, and take the risks. You know, some of you and I spoke about one day is you've got to be willing to take a couple of risks. And if you miss, you miss. 
Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Calculated risk, measured risk, make sure you understand what, what, what's at, at risk. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to swing and mass and be okay with it and get up and keep pushing forward. Oh, absolutely. Excellent. Nope. Can't quit. Can't quit. Doesn't work. No, <laughs> never works out that way. Tim, thanks for being here. That's a great conversation about accountability results. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having me. You bet. But I'm not going to let you off the hook yet. Okay. You might have heard about the world-famous lightning round. It's time for the world-famous Quick Connect lightning round. I know world-famous might be a stretch, but I'm going to go with world-famous right. lightning round, all right? So I'm going to ask you five questions, okay? Five statements, five questions. But you got to answer in one word. Try to make it a little more, more, more complex, okay? Okay. So number one, KPI stands for Key Performance Indicators. That's three words. How would you describe KPIs in one word? Foundational. Foundational. Can you expand on that? That's interesting. Well, I think that's the foundation of what you're trying to achieve is the metrics that you set up. So you have to achieve that or you can't get where you're going. So it's like the foundation of your house. Excellent. I love that. All right. Number two, help me finish the sentence. Conflict is just another word for? I want to. I wanna? I wanna. I wanna. <laughs> you know, conflict is the challenge you have to say what you have to do to get where you want to go. Okay. So somebody's there that's going to try to change it, stop it, move it. Right. Or difference of opinion, and you have to be able to work through those things. Doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean it's good. It's just a process that you have to go through. Excellent. So that's why he's here. All right, now that's that's tremendous insight right there. Number three, the best way to hold yourself accountable is to? Be accountable. Is just be accountable. Yeah. Almost a trick question, right? It's commitment. Yeah, it is. It's commitment. Again, I think it has that negative overtone. And so people don't want to say, hey, I'm accountable for this because it sounds like it's gone backwards. When really, when you say, I'm accountable for this, when you get excited about being accountable for something, I think, again, you move closer to potential. Yeah, it's ownership. It's ownership. It really is. All right, number four, when you have a major crisis, who is the first person you call? Well, it depends what that crisis is. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it happens in our personalized business life and other aspects. So, you know, I think everybody should have a good resource group that they reach out to, to get advice, to mentor, to learn from. And so depending on the situation, I would call that individual. Call that individual. Do you have a mentor? Yes, I do have. Dave? Had, Throughout my career, I've had several mentors that have been very helpful for me. I think it's really important. I work with a lady who says, every place I feel like there's a gap in my work life or home life, I have a mentor. Yeah. Somebody that maybe is kind of an expert in that area that helps her drive through some of the challenges. I think lots of times when you have a major decision, I think back of different people that I worked with or were my bosses or provided leadership or mentoring to me. And I think, what would they have done on these particular issues? Right. And so as you think it through and you think what their input would have been, you know, it's very helpful in how you end up making a decision. Because we're all so different in how we interact with each other. Everybody's points or view are important. But in the end, you've got to make that call yourself. you got to make the call. Yep. Excellent. Final question. Speaking for you, my holiday wish for everyone is? Well, I hope everybody can slow down this holiday season and take a breath and Get caught back up. It's been a very hectic year in a lot of different ways, and I hope everybody can spend some time with their family and relax a little bit and get ready for uh, January 2nd. Get ready for January because it's coming. It starts. The calendar's always there. It starts all over exactly. Back to zero. Thanks, Tim, for joining the podcast today. Your executive leadership experience uh, I know is is impactful to our listeners, to me, um, to everybody that's listening out that it's in a leadership role. Say, so what does a CEO, a successful CEO, how do they look at things? What does a CEO do and how do they prepare and hold people accountable? 
So thank you very much, because I know that insight is truly important to all of our listeners. It's glad I could be here today. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And now I'm going to tell everybody. So thank you once again for everyone for joining our podcast today. It's been a great three-part series. Appreciate all of you coming and, and showing up and listening to all three of them. Hope you all have a great and amazing holiday season. And remember, whether you are a leader, entitled or not, whether you're a grandmother, grandfather, a mother or father, a brother, sister, aunt or uncle, a big brother, big sister, or just a really good friend, if you have influence and impact, you are a leader. Catch you next time. You have just listened to the Quick Connect podcast with your host, Tim Rogers. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, 